0: The following episode of the Carnival of Randomness is sponsored by an important message to you, the people, from Upsetnick & Associates. Every day there are forces that are taking from you, stealing from you, your money, your time, your freedom. Immense faceless corporations, banks, credit card companies, insurance providers, government agencies, this list goes on and on. When you are under attack and facing crisis, turn to us, Upsitnik and Associates, attorneys for you, the people. When every day becomes a battle, we can advise and assist. We have been advocates for 40 years. Email us through UpsitniksLaw.com or call us at 1-866-391-3299 or reach out to us through Upsitnik and Associates on Facebook for a prompt, no obligation, communication and consultation. Don't be pushed around. Hello, everybody. When we get older, we get to the period in our lives when we decide we're going to look back. So, this being 50 episodes, well, more than that, but 50 actual Actually, episodes. I, I time it a different way and say like about a year. <laughs> yeah, about a year, give or take.
1: We decide that maybe it's time to get a little nostalgic. And remember, we are not like comic books. were in the 90s. You had the gatefold cover every other issue. I thought we were doing that. I thought that was next year. We were just going to start... Doing specials. Like, yeah, re-releasing. we would be have, the, the, like, the Gen gr- 13 with the 13 issues yeah, and the, one comic. The stuff, green album. Every you know, other thing, you know, just to make money or whatever.
0: Yeah. So now we're going to look back at the past year and just look
1: at what the hell we've done. Boy, we've done some... and A little bit, and I have to say that for some reason in this weather... Mosquitoes love me because they Oh get you've been bit getting all, bit too I've been oh, getting God, I've been, it's amazing. I've been getting, like nobody else does, but I was like literally walking in here and now and I'm itching. Yeah. I've been getting bit like hell. But a little bit of like superhero origins. How did this come to be in its own weird way? I never really thought. Did you ever think about doing one of these things? No. I I guess for the longest time I had kind of looked at a podcast, like, what the hell is that? you know. I thought of like maybe that maybe the mystery science theater thing scared me because I thought of pod people. Well, that it's like
0: podcasts. Like I don't understand like what what pod? You know, are you like
1: yeah? I, I didn't. Understand I always it. like pictured
0: that movie thing pods. Yeah, and then I started or uh, like cocoon. Wilfred <laughs> Wilfred C- Brimley, one of the most interesting men in the world. But we'll do an episode on, or we'll talk about him. We later. could do five episodes on him. Oh yeah, just on each profession, but. You know, I didn't know what the hell it was, and then I started listening to some, and I was like, oh, okay, it's like a, it's kind of like a pre-recorded radio show. It is a radio show. Yeah, on me. the interwebs. Yeah. You know, terrestrial radio is, you know, almost becoming passe, Which I would to say. to me,
1: I have to admit, that's really sad to me, because well, I, just, I remember, like, especially growing up and listening to radio, there's something still about that connection with radio, but one of my problems I've had with it... Is sometimes I would, you know, on a summer night, go outside, turn the radio on, and you get, like, so many commercials and stuff and try it's to a you You, you know, know, my guilty pleasure, coast-to-coast AM. Well, yeah. But have you ever noticed how all the radio
0: stations seem to go on commercial break at the same time? Yeah. Maybe because they're all owned by the same
1: thing? Well, not only that, but we're, like, some of we do have our local stations. We do have the ones that actually have live people, but then you have, like, those other corporate ones that I don't even think they have people there. No, it's all pre-recorded uh, jargon. They
0: probably just have a pre-recorded jargon generator. And in
1: terms of radio, I have to give a plug out that years ago, I never win contests or anything, ever. I don't even win contests we rig here that we're supposed to win. I know. And But I won years ago on WCMF. I actually won tickets to the Outlaws and the New Riders of the Purple Sage when I was listening to the radio on Sunday. Oh, my God. Basically it basically was a case of one of those you got to call in. So yeah. I'm, so I'm a kid. And it's like, what the heck, I'll call in. So I actually, for once, didn't get the busy signal. Wow. Then I got the then of course I was a kid and I did everything. So it was in Buffalo. I had to have my mom go get the tickets <laughs> in the studio. And I, I couldn't even go because I wasn't even driving age. I never won anything. I think I tried
0: a couple times to call in, but I would never get through the busy signal. It's like, oh, the tenth caller. It's like, yeah, but who you know, after you get the first caller, everybody's calling. Oh, it's busy so busy and so work?
1: busy and so busy. But the little genesis of this and sort of came about in a way that I knew of podcasts out there. And the one thing I had to say about them is I just was, like, listening to some of these and thinking to myself, wow, these aren't very good. <laughs> well, I think it's, you know, it it almost grew out of spite
0: because, or not even spite, maybe out of necessity. Because, yeah, like, you, it's much like... Um, to kind of make a very thinly thin thin comparison, although I think pretty accurate, is Alton Brown, the cooking guy, yeah, he started doing his show because there wasn't any good shows yeah. out
1: there, so maybe that was it, but there are some good podcasts well, I had heard see, that's the thing is I have a lot of friends who do them too, and we talk shop, and it seems that's like suppose there's a the gatekeeping problem that pretty much almost anybody can do them. Yeah. Maybe they can't find, like, a studio wizard like us or no. anything. But I've known some, and I just had a problem after a while. Some I'd heard that I just think these are just really, really bad. Yeah, wretched. I mean, really bad guests.
0: Well, there were some, I can't remember the name of it, and this is an honest to God I can't remember the name of it, but it was supposed to be about beer. So you think 45 minutes, oh, okay, they'll drink some beers, talk about them. No, they would open up a beer, tell you what they were drinking, and then launch into a 45-minute story about something you didn't give a and damn about. And I think about. that's
1: one of my problems. And, yes, this is a bit of podcast flatulence doing this episode because it's an anniversary Oh, you got show. that, too? Ooh, man, oh, I'm not I'm going to I it for dinner, but. Not lately, but I did have pineapple, so maybe this might be oh, a short one. Oh, good God. But one of the things I noticed is that. You know, a lot of these, like on radio shows, were okay. You want to hear a radio show? You want to hear podcasts? And they're supposed to be, and all they do is they're talking about themselves. They're talking about, and it's like narcissistic. And the thing is, it ain't very exciting either. Right. I mean, it's like you want to hear what you did. Well, I was at the store yesterday. Yeah, that's the thing. I was I'm over, not. I got an ice cream. I, I'm not interesting. And maybe there are some people who like good humorists who they can make out of light of a situation something that's just like I had a really bad service experiences the last couple weeks they could make a skit be funny but a lot of them is just like look at me look at me look at me and they're not even interesting yeah and then, the, then if they they're do... like people you knew in high school who thought they were cool but they weren't and they're just boring and yeah and then guests bad guests well that's the th- and that's you another hear thing? one with some guests with like some steampunk guy who was like really bad
0: uh, i mean they just they're self-serving and then it just becomes a pissing contest between who's going to be the most self, self-absorbed. self And a lot of, like, hosts
1: who are just narcissistic and talk about themselves. Well,
0: that, and, you know... Or, like, like, people if, on
1: the panel who are just not... Just don't know what they're doing. Here's you don't the thing. Know, Like, you talk about movies and don't know what Rashman is. Like, here's the thing. If you, if you have a guest, you
0: would think, number one, you should make him interesting. None, you know, the generic him doesn't necessarily refer no, to anybody. No, actually,
1: English literature... And everything. Him means male and female. I mean, even though well, we have the PC yeah, stuff now, but that was and, that was
0: you know back in the day. Yeah,
1: and honestly, what do the English know? We kicked their ass. Well, this off wasn't an English. This is actually an author who wrote about this for usage, but nobody uses usage anymore. No, not anymore. But in any event, you know, you bring in a guest, you want them to be interesting,
0: right? And then you would think the host's job is just to facilitate the interview, not take over the interview. It's like, oh, yeah, well, I've, uh, you know, I climbed uh you know, for example,
1: I climbed Mount Everest. Oh, well, that's
0: nothing. One time I walked up a hill. Nobody gives a
1: shit. Yeah. It's not about us. The other thing is, like, when we're talking about a topic, we may get some wrong, because that's the old view of this. We're not supposed to be grand experts. We're sort of well, amateurs, but... And, again,
0: because... We do what we
1: do. We try to talk about the topic, not us. Because we expanded our knowledge
0: beyond Wikipedia and IMDB. Yeah. To real-world applications. That's why we
1: get stuff wrong, too, because we don't look it up. Yeah. And sometimes if we did, we might get it wrong. But we don't go talking about, like, I have, like, three frogs in my garden. I don't think that the toads, they're not that interesting. So we're not going to just, oh, well, I was gardening today, and I barbecued, and there was frogs.
0: Don't forget that, uh, what did Lincoln say? Don't believe everything you read on the Internet.
1: Yep. (laughs) Actually, Caitlin... She actually told a story. She's in New York now. She talked about guitar stuff with some guy dressed as Abraham Lincoln in Washington Square. So, talk about random. I thought he was more of a trombone player. I did, too. Mm. Maybe because he's not short like Trombone Shorty. Maybe. But the way this came about then is we heard of some of these, and some of these were really bad. I started thinking it was that, you know... Heck, why don't we try one of these? Why don't we do a show we might like to hear, at least some people might like to hear. Exactly. And then the irony is, I don't listen to the show, because <laughs> I, I I have a trouble hearing my own voice. I do too, but... Though then one of the, just sort of our fell Sil Orsi, I was talking to him, and we I dabbled shall... into Little Italy, uh, this Little Italy Association. Yes, And so we started doing a few of those, still very busy, so they were, we had some interesting guests on those, which we won't talk about. (laughs) Yeah. But we just sort of got the foothold there and everything, and we thought, okay, this is our springboard, we see how it works. Yeah. And everything else, so why don't we give it a try? So we started doing this mishmash. We gave it the old college try. I wonder where the hell that came from. I don't know. I'd be we should do Word origin that, sometime. That's
0: actually, I've been compiling a list of things for a future Word uh, word Origin episode. And there
1: are some I'm still confused about, but I will find out one and day. that's how sort of as you go along, you sort of learn the process. And at first, I was talking to some of my friends. Mike, who's still not been around because of his schedule. Right. And some of my friends it'll about be, they having be some perpetual like rotating co-hosts, which we have. But you learn as you go along and, like, picking topics and everything and just going off about them. Yeah. And And there's a lot more to it than you want to think. Like, people, you know, if you look at the podcast as an entity. It's like, what kind of stupid stuff can we talk about for 40 minutes this week that nobody will fall asleep? Well, you'll fall asleep. You'll fall asleep. You (coughs) you can use it as background noise to something, you know.
0: Yeah. And I figure a lot of these are listened by people when they're driving, so hopefully they're not paying too close attention to us.
1: Or outside, who knows? I don't know. Yeah, you can yeah. listen to them on so many formats. The, yeah,
0: cutting the grass. Uh, yeah, just put us on his background noise. A lot I of think people actually, the, uh, as noise.
1: I've heard for a lot of people who listen to them, like say you're doing something, the, the earphones, you're walking, going yeah. somewhere in the car.
0: That's, that's where I
1: listen to podcasts,
0: really. I can't remember the last time I actually listened to a radio station in my car.
1: And it sort of morphed after that, because at first... We were sort of bringing up topics that we were going to talk about. Yeah. Then almost organically, we started... Actually, Caitlin Yarsky really played an important part in this because I've been friends with her for a long time, and I just picked up just to ask her if she'd like to be on it, and she was really enthusiastic. And that's one thing I've noticed. Have you noticed that the people we bring in, they, they don't have a bad experience? And it had a couple different issues with that, too, because number one... It was like a testing ground to see how we would do interviewing people, bringing people on, and how it would be. And number two, I mean, Caitlin, she's very you know, humble, but Caitlin, dear, you're very talented. Award-winning quality test. You're a cup to guess, which I can't say right. Haga. Uh, and uh, 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 it really proves something that you like doing it and coming back. And it's like thinking, wow, actually, we're doing something right. I know, isn't that weird? That's not a feeling we get often. What do they say
0: uh if if you love what you do you never work a day in your life.
1: Yeah, you know who said that? Probably a trust fund baby that never had to work a day. I mean before in his life. I admit before when we would be doing these and starting out too I would get I still have them here. I write notes that I can't even read.
0: Well, yeah, I would start to make notes, but then I think it it became more of a... I, I like the spontaneity of it and at the same time I don't like to be limited. Yeah, you know, because
1: it's like some people like for acting they go different ways. Some people don't rehearse that much because they want that spontaneity. Yeah, and some people are very good at it. others need to basically drill it into themselves. And the idea being too when we have guests, they're the guests and we call them co-hosts as well sometimes, depending on what it is if it focuses on them or it's a topic they come in and talk about. And the whole thing is you get to run with it. Yeah. You don't get well, you start to talk and the host comes back in and interrupts. Well, I was going to say that, you know, in my experience, which is
0: not much, but looking at that, like when we would bring in, as we have in the past and will in the future, we bring in musicians. Yeah, you can't imagine who knows them. Well, no, because I'm not, you know, that musically oriented. I kind of take a back seat, but then they'll say something that triggers something in my mind. So I don't necessarily have to be right in the middle of it but I'll throw in a little nugget that I find every day. You know, I guess that makes that's what makes me a shitty host because I'm not pumping myself, you know, because I realize I don't have anything in common if you bring in somebody like like Patrick who's has performed Shakespeare. I I can't even I haven't even read a lot of Shakespeare because I don't know if I've ever mentioned it before, but I have a my mind is wired odd in that I have trouble reading plays just because of how it's
1: structured. Mine's more a little bit like some poetry. I can read, like, Coleridge. <coughs> I read the Excuse Iliad me. and the Odyssey. I, I, I want to try to reread them outside of a
0: classroom setting. And it's setting. after
1: a while you go sort of batty with it because you've got to remember in the day what they were doing, they were performing these. These weren't yeah. written down. And actually, any of the heroes of Homer's books, if they existed, in some may, some may have not, it was the Bronze Age, in ancient Greece, they would have been illiterate, they wouldn't have been able to read. Well, right. So they would oh, that's why you hear the brave, the noble Achilles, which will drive you insane, because the guy's speaking, and it's amazing a guy could be doing this, like acting. He's speaking this but every oh, the noble, the powerful Ajax. Yeah. It's like, come on Oh, which one, the great Ajax or the
0: lesser Ajax? The great Ajax,
1: or the, the one... Ajax
0: you keep under the sink for when you have to clean well, the stove? Well, that's amazing.
1: When think about, you were a hero in the Trojan War, and you killed yourself because Odysseus screwed you out of Achilles' shield. But you were renowned as a cleaning agent. Pretty cool. Well, you know, at least he's remembered better
0: than uh, better that as a positive than the oh shit, I just blew up my Achilles.
1: <laughs> you know. So. Well that's yeah. But how many people, if they had any sense of humor, name their dog Achilles so they could say Achilles' heel? Oh shit, I'm doing that. A lot of people should do that. I don't know why people don't do that. Because there's no originality anymore. No. But then it started too with Caitlin. And after that I'm hanging out with my friends like Tommy and I talked to Tommy. He's like, You wanna be dual?" hey, we're doing this podcast and Tommy who's very interesting fellow, as you know. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a word for it. And if you haven't,
0: if you don't know who Tommy is, listen to some of the previous shows. We interviewed him and he was a part of
1: the D and D episode but he jumped at it he's he's one of these people he wanted to try something new yeah so he came on and we talked to, but of course his like he's in a thousand bands oh god you know what was it uh uh lon
0: cheney was the was it lon cheney the man of a thousand faces dean malenko the man of a thousand
1: wrestling holds tommy francis man of a thousand bands and that's one of the the things about music here i've noticed maybe i'm wrong because i was Younger and not paying much attention But it seems like these days Everybody in Rochester Like Don Belair, a friend of mine He just actually, I saw I him the other night Recently from Don and Susie, obviously yep, And they've I been don't gasping Susie. Of course Susie's quite sporadic And full of energy every time we have her on Oh yeah,
0: and It's like trying to capture lightning in a bottle You don't script her, you just let
1: her do But Don, actually, he just started playing With the false positive, David Harrison's band I didn't know that And they do some side things. He does his Professor Anonymous. But you have bands like Sam Snyder, who's in every... You're in Michaela. They do their August West thing, where they're basically the same band, sort of. But she takes a back seat. Yeah. She's a little stargazer. Well, you know, and you just... Sometimes you have to switch it up. I guess that's kind of how we do it as And that's the one you have to look for with them, because that's the same band, Southern Star and Michaela. But they don't even advertise. You wonder, who the heck is August West? Right. But it's August West, his brother Ulysses, Lee Stargazer, and as I say, two people who look like Alex Coté and Kurt Johnson, but they're not Alex Coté and Kurt Johnson. How do you know? Because I know they have different names, but I can't remember them. Oh, Calix Ote? Yeah. Got it. That makes sense now. And it's one of those fun side projects, though, and I think some people just like doing that stuff. Well, and I guess that's kind of how we've actually done it. You know, we have...
0: The show, the main show, and then we have the side project, your Rageonomics,
1: which, which is... you let's say again, Sorry. for all you fans Sorry. out there of Bauman, you can write in, call in, do whatever you get a hold of us. Tell him, you know, say what he thinks. Yeah, because we've realized that if he doesn't emote himself,
0: he could explode. And an explosion of that
1: magnitude... And again, how things happen, it's almost like organic. I like to say, use the word organically, not like the organic stuff or homemade. But things evolve organically in a way where you start doing this and it takes, like you said, a lot of novels and other things. The writer will tell you where well, the character took a life of its own. And I wasn't going to do this and it went this way. And same thing for this. You said it, as we're going along, you, it evolves into something else and the way it's going to go. And a lot of, like, the whole regionomics thing came up because John Adams and I were thinking about doing one of these John's very busy, I don't have time to be, like, the jack of all podcasts. So we started bringing them, and then, of course, Jeff.
0: Yeah, uh, so John and Jeff and who was, uh, who was all in the first one? It was the very first one. It was John, Jeff, and Rob, right? Dave. Or, or Dave, Dave, that's right. Dave was here. Rob came for the second one. Yeah. But... When we were searching for Bauman,
1: yeah. Well, part of that too and was then the Robin the Bauman did the episode about music. Yeah, because again, and we're still very privileged. There might be a shirt up, but we're very privileged, you be able to mention the name Gothic Toad. Now, when you no, hear we this, don't. we have to send him a buck fifty every time. When we do. you hear this, it might be bleeped out. Yeah, There's still very, even though I've heard rumors of a shirt. I've heard rumors of that, and actually, Mike sent me a thing about a, a song arguing it was a sammy hagar song it was a van halen van hagar song and he's arguing that definitely the true true version is the Got the Code version well i mean how can you not see that how can people not and it's an interesting thing they do because you think this band was so big and it's almost like they didn't exist or they were some kind of like small high school band or something would you dare go out on a limb and say we were the ones responsible for the the reunion of it yes oh boy and getting through high school with these guys, but I saw what happened firsthand with them—the fame, too young. Well, that, and you think Twizzler addiction is a funny thing? You talk about some addictions sound like oh, ah, that's funny. This isn't. Yeah, funny. it's but funny no. until it happens to you or someone yeah. you love. This has been a PSA from the Mike's lived with that for decades. We worry about him. We see that little smudge on his face that looks like licorice. Mm. You know, maybe he was dressing in drag, and he had lipstick on. We think it's we we think it's cherry licorice though. And that's the thing you, you you have to be on be ever constantly vigilant. But there's no other show, and that's one thing. Whatever happens to this podcast, no other shows ever had got the toe on. and probably none of none ever will. No, you better think of the offers they've had. Uh, I would imagine. I remember they've had offers to play at the Olympics. They yeah, like, I think four billion dollars was the starting point for a stadium tour.
0: God, I didn't think even they would even grace a stadium. They wouldn't. I, they I wouldn't thought, do it. Of I course th- they
1: wouldn't do it. No, I thought they would have to do, like, islands. Oh, they know? would. Think, I've heard rumor has it, because when we crashed the plane that time. That's the rumor. That Bauman owned that island. They all have their separate islands. Well, probably different acoustics per island. Because, remember, Dave's a pit bull of a lawyer, manager, everything else. Yeah. And Bauman is. Bauman. Yeah. That's on a T-shirt. Yes, actually, we might do that. But we also have our On the Road series. And, of course, they won't return, Consider they're academics and they're quite busy, but talking smart. with Fred, Talking smart. The problem, yeah, the thing is when you're dealing
0: with a- legitimate academics, not people that uh, printed out their diploma from the University of Pahenix. <laughs> I did that intentionally. You know, these these guys are actually trained and actually. I can teaching. give you a
1: little note of it. We were supposed to have the second talking smart. They love doing it. Oh, that was a blast! And we want to get one again. We might have one on camera so they can do their pipes and booze. Yeah, because they are. If you ever seen the pipes of the goose or Fred, they are pipes and booze with Fred. Oh, new show pipes and booze with Fred and the goose. But we were supposed to do it in <laughs> April. But then what happens is it's near exam time. So where have they been now? Like in June and May, they've been flying. They've been. In, I think Fred was just in Italy at a conference.
0: Oh, the gurus the academic, was
1: somewhere overseas. Yeah, the academic conferences. But yeah. they will be back. Yeah, he's looking forward to it. Probably maybe this fall because yeah, get I'll them early in the him. semester. And before actually, shit they're really very. Fred's very interested in the whole D and D thing too. So, oh Lord, that'd be good. Bring him into something. Yeah, because he's played, he actually, if you see, he actually does play all, like, the table games and the, you know, the war games and all that yeah. stuff. But he would add a and different... The war pres-
0: games, like, with Dusty Rhodes and the Road Warriors <laughs> and the two
1: rings? The bad chair with Abdullah the Butcher, remember the the electric, yeah, the electric
0: chair? chair and Halloween Havoc. Sorry, we went off on a WCW trend. Oh, uh, poor WCW. Poor nothing, they ran it into the oh, ground. that's the
1: one thing, too. We've had wrestling episodes, and I still want to get some wrestler who's, like, worth having on if we ever could find one. Well, no, there, therein lies the problem, because there
0: aren't many around the area.
1: No, the thing is, we had the privilege more than once to meet George the Animal Steel.
0: Uh Yeah, he met George the Animal Steel on, on a couple of occasions. And how did
1: we stump George the Animal Steel? Oh, was that the t-shirt I wore? No, well, there's a couple. But oh. tell, them about the, tell them about the t-shirt well,
0: we, first. Well, the t-shirt, we saw him at, what, Barnes & Noble? He was doing a book signing, and I had a, a Super Bowl, was it 40 t-shirt, yeah. where the Steelers beat the seahawks in detroit and with georgie animal steel being from detroit he saw he saw you're he saw super bowl he saw detroit and he said when did when did detroit ever go to the super bowl He said, oh sorry he and apparently he was mild mildly dyslexic he kind of read it out of order and he said okay i was like detroit's never been to the super bowl he's like well no sir but they did host it Thought you were wrong right there jim
1: myers
0: Oh well, yeah, that, that was this the is correction. The, this is
1: the big thing where we shocked, we shocked the animal because we talked about, where am I from? Oh, from, no, I'm Jim Myers.
0: Yeah. I'm from Michigan. Yeah, he said, I'm Jim Myers. I'm from Detroit. George Animal Steel was born
1: in Pittsburgh. And that's when he said the thing about the jumping. we're
0: jumping Johnny DeFazio. Yeah, he said, he said, because you always hear different stories about where people get their names. And his was, uh, there was a couple that, uh, Bruno San Martino gave it to him. There was the one where he took the name after a,
1: a wrestling coach in Michigan that, that he might, admired. The one rumor was Steel for the Steel City. Yeah. He used think, George just because it was the first name that went with it, I guess. Yeah, it just sounded good. But it and was Jumpy Johnny. It
0: was, a, it was a local Pittsburgh studio wrestler, Jumpin' Johnny DeFazio. Can you
1: explain how you actually first set eyes on Johnny DeFazio? Oh, yeah. kind of interesting. When I was in high
0: school, outside
1: of Pittsburgh...
0: Um, playing football. One of my teammates, his father passed away after an illness. And he was uh, heavily involved in politics, in local politics in Pittsburgh. So we're at the my dad and I are at the funeral home because my dad knew him through work. And from a distance I see a man approaching. And from what I can recall in a i think it was like a cream suit with the big welder style sunglasses the loafers he walks by my dad of the chain
1: i don't think he had any chain he may we used have. to call them the z28 chains because that's what they looked like back yeah. in the day when people would go to like two grand. like there was 2001 or the hangar which is like yeah a the, disco the, the, place.
0: Z, the z28 with one t-top missing Yeah, <laughs> but it was a lowercase t-top but in he comes up says hello to my dad and he says hey John how are you and i, I after he goes inside i said you know dad who the hell was that he said that was jumping johnny defazio and that was so you're looking at the late 90s because it was before i came to rochester it was the first time i ever saw him and i and then i learned who he was and stumbled across an article from george the animal steel saying if there was no Bruno San Martino, Jumpin' Johnny DeFazio would have been, at the time, the WWF champion. And a lot of people champion. don't
1: know he's even because they don't, they don't keep the tapes of the wrestling shows. No,
0: it's been very hard to find any... If anybody can find anything from Studio Wrestling in Pittsburgh, PA, hosted by, sadly now, the late, great Chili Billy Cardell, who... He of Chiller Theater... And there was actually Tony the Batman Marino who from Rochester. Yeah, and he wrestled there... In Pittsburgh for a time and then also won the, I think, AWA tag titles with um, Bobo Brazil on several occasions. But uh, if anybody can find any studio wrestling clips... Please email them to carnivalofrandomness at gmail.com. I've scoured have, YouTube and can't I find I always much. have
1: the hope. I always have the thing in the back of my head where it's like for Doctor Who, they found some. For the, the Bing Crosby thing. Yeah, the Bing the Crosby Pirates, thing. That with there's the... always somebody who's had a son, someone that wanted yeah. to tape the stuff and took it home. And, that... and they find it up in the attic or something. And that story was a great story because I actually have that. I remember my friend Monty Campbell. We were out. He's a Pirates fan. He was all excited. Yeah, it was uh for those that don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Gee, that's new. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Is game seven of the nineteen sixty was it sixty? Yeah, the nineteen sixty yeah. World Series where the Pirates somehow
1: they they shouldn't have but somehow defeated the New York. And I Yankees. will interrupt for a second. If you ever go back to the stats, the Yankees outscored them by phenomenal. Oh my God! It was a case of the Pirates would win the close ones. Yankees would blow them out. They should have saved some of the runs for the other games. Well, that's
0: what it is. The Pirates were in the game. Three, I love that team, Three though. to two, four to two, but the Yankees would win ten to one. But it doesn't matter because all they, that matters is the number of games you won, and that was the famous uh, one of the famous. Shots heard around the world with Bill Mazeroski blasting the home run. Giants
1: win the pennant. Ah, oh, that's wrong series. No, wrong series. Um,
0: But anyway, what happened was Bing Crosby, the legendary singer, was a part owner of the Pirates at the time. He was in Europe, I believe in France, when Game 7 was Probably going Probably golfing on. the
1: way he was. <laughs> <clears throat> and he made arrangements to have it recorded. So he made a pirate pirated a tape of the game.
0: Well, technically. Well, he's owner. I I think that's right. I was going to say, he's part owner and gave himself permission. But his rationale was he had it recorded because if he heard that the Pirates lost the World Series, he wouldn't watch it. And I can't remember what original format it was on, but it was, you know,
1: even, you know, predating. Probably with the reels, I bet. Probably. I remember we actually used to do, because my dad worked at Kodak, we would do, like, even... We'd have home films with the family and just do the reels and everything. So anyway,
0: Game 7 happens. The Pirates win the World Series. I think we assume that Bing Crosby went home and watched it. And then I believe, if I am correct in assuming, that the studio or whatever channel was running the World Series at the time taped over it. So all of a sudden, Game 7 of the World Series of 1960 disappeared for 50 years. Until it was unearthed by a guy who was the caretaker at one of Bing's estates, he was going through the boxes in the basement of old films to see if there was anything worth keeping, and stumbles across these reels of the 1960 World Series Game Seven. Well, I'd heard
1: something years ago. Some people, what they would use to do, say, you're a football fan, baseball fan, whatever. What they would do for if they're really into the sport, they would tape some games, not watch them. They would keep them for the off season.
0: I actually, I guess, in the '90s or the early '90s, I I think I recorded Game Seven of the Stanley Cup when the Penguins beat the the
1: Minnesota North Stars. You know, back one in, of the worst for the worst was actually. We will do an episode on Mystery Science Theater. Yes, but. The One of the worst was one of my friends is a big Red Sox fan. In the series against the Mets, he had the tape ready to go to record the final out. Oh, the the, uh, the Buckner, may rest Bob Stanley, p- everybody else. Yeah, may, he, sk- may Bill Buckner rest in peace. He
0: left us not that long ago. Yes.
1: And it wasn't his fault anyways. The manager should have taken him out, but they decided to keep I, him I in. I agree that he was not the proper player for that.
0: They had somebody but, on the bench that would have been fine. But they
1: thought he deserved to be in. Uh, he did. Nikki deserve... P. Rose a great shtick at WrestleMania. I will give him that. Yeah, that was funny as all hell. You know, actually, him and uh, Mookie Wilson traveled around. Oh, and they—they, a... they, yeah. I mean, hell, it's I was would... like Ralph Brink and Bobby Thompson became good friends.
0: Yeah, I mean, they would travel to autograph shows and they would sign. Pic- Which is a good thing in a thing. way
1: because there's stories of people who've even committed suicide or lost their careers because of something like this. I mean, you know, unfortunately, Bill Buckner's career kind of. Well, he was a little. Old. I mean, he, he was getting glances. older at the time, and uh, so his career was on the downturn. Anyway, speaking of wrestlers, I the mouth of the south, Jimmy Hart gave me one of the great moments in my life when he saw us and said, "If we were back in Tennessee in Memphis, yeah. he would have managed us as a tag team."
0: Who knows? We could have been hanging out with Jerry Lawler and his thousand titles and everything.
1: Oh God! Yeah, we met some wrestlers, Greg Valentine. Georgie Animal Steel. Man, if you ever can look at it, look up "Gone Fishing" with Greg Valentine and Georgie Animal. Yeah, Steel. Yeah, there's one
0: what five minute clip on YouTube of a pitch, a pilot pitch for Georgie Animal Steel and Greg the Hammer Valentine to be sitting on a in a rowboat fishing and talking about wrestling. Obviously, it never came to you pass. You the
1: hammer, and the hammer no, I asked, like, "We I said asked, we would have watched it." Yeah, and he
0: his response was a. Reference to shows like The Real Housewives, which was
1: very funny. <laughs> that they'd like, to watch that. Yeah, they just want to see a bunch of women sitting around bitching with their legs crossed. Yeah, and remember, the Hammer got in trouble by some idiots one time <laughs> because he was talking about broads and all this other stuff. And the thing was, people didn't realize who watched it uh, he was in character, right? He's talking all the sexist, yeah, because he's sort of a mean guy. It's like, he's a heel. And whereas, like, I've actually saw a thing with the animal recently, and the, the animal said that there used to be a guy at a hotel that would give discounts to wrestlers because they liked the animal. So you would get like you'd have to pay thousands, they'd let them stay for cheap. Yeah. And but it was only wrestlers who weren't troublemakers. Mm. So it wasn't the chic, <laughs> but it was like people like him, like Valentine, because everybody loved Greg. That's yeah. the irony. Is some of these mean heels. Yeah, but it's they funny. Open, of course, it's our anniversary. People.
0: We're not even talking about this. Show. Well, you <laughs> see, because we don't. Because I know that I'm not interesting enough to do forty minutes on. But then we started on the road. Yeah, on the road. So we. Where have we been? We've, we've been, got these things. They look like little
1: snowballs.
0: These little mics. Yeah, the, actually, that's what they're called. Uh, the snowball, blue ice, microphones that pick up a hell of a lot more sound than we initially thought. And once I learned that I can, that with the program I initially used, I
1: could only record through one microphone, well, shit got better on the road. Well, one of the things, and again, we talked about the talking smart with Fred and the goose and that was in the halls of academia <coughs> somewhere at an unknown college. It because, was. Cthulhu was there. And the thing about that was at the unknown college, talk about how things come around. The office was the same office as Dr. Biskowski, who was our mentor. Now people are going to figure it out. They'll never figure it out. He's been at tons of colleges. Oh, that's a fair Remember, point. Remember, this is a man who, the last county could that speak go- thirteen languages, could talk, could read twenty five languages. That and good luck spelling his name. Yeah, we should get Doc. On if the you show. want to actually have Doc, I want to have Doc. But if you ever want to find Doc, go read the bio of Stan Musial. You'll see a chapter on the Biskupskys in Chicago, and uh, there's a Musial connection. I actually messaged him, and yes, that's his family. Hmm. See. Everything just gets more interesting. He was at a lot of colleges. You don't know which one we were at. Right. Plus, there's also that other college he just kept for his favorite students that was hidden away in the woods that only a bunch of us went to. So that's not terrifying at all. Oh no, it was. <sighs> he's like a, I described Doc when I first met him as like a Monty Python character. You have yeah. to experience him to. Uh, well,
0: that's the good thing about people like that.
1: But we've been to the halls of
0: academia. We went to Hamlin Horror. We went to Hamlin Horror Fest, which and I believe is our the, very
1: first one. Another character that's sort of a semi regular yeah. when we're not afraid to have him around, a relic. The relic, clown, of Nightmares. relic the clown, we miss your buddy.
0: We miss you, buddy. We need to get you back. Well, there's
1: Chaos Relic. And I always suppose that if you're going to have a scary clown, at least she should like you. Yeah, that's a positive. And I know he almost, like, he's been involved in events where I know I think somebody complained about him because he scares the little kid. Yeah. Even though, actually, no, he scared
0: a parent be- who thought that the kid was going to be scared, but it turns out the kid was not. I was there and witnessed Wasn't
1: his goal there, though, to make kids wet their pants? And yes, everything? and he accomplished that goal within 10 minutes. And there's the relic scare camp that he had and the stuff he used to do where his thing was, say, so you had the... Some, some woman brought her tough guy boyfriend. I'm not afraid. That yeah, guy was going to be They were the himself. ones
0: that soiled themselves. Didn't he duct tape one of them to oh, a yeah. tree duct or something? Duct tape to a tree, toss him in a pickup. But,
1: but the thing we're, about him, too, is Fox 45, which one of our first bands on here because I'm one of their biggest fans. Oh, yeah, we, you do, got them the, the They picture. have a signed picture of Relic the Clown in their rehearsal space. So that scary Doom music, who do you think they're inspired by? I thought it was the Reverend Billy Graham. Well, did we have Relic or Chaos on the show though? Shit, I don't
0: remember. We had them both. We saw both of them at Hamlin Horror Fest.
1: When he came yeah, in, he I saw I think somebody it was dressed Relic. as Charlie Quinn too. That was no, fun. I think it
0: was. I think it was Relic at,
1: that was in studio, but both of them were at. Uh, the Hamlin Scream Fest. And the Scream Fest, the thing about the Scream Fest, too, is I was supposed to do yoga that morning. We canceled it because there was a downpour. And the one thing you have to understand about festivals at that time of year, you're a slave to the elements. And luckily right. there was a massive, massive, massive downpour. It stopped. Yeah, it stopped. But it's still kind of wet.
0: And it, But it, the thing is it kept the population of the thing down. So. But I
1: don't think it was, I would say honestly, because we are honest down here, we love Tom and all of them, the attendance wasn't bad. No, all things considered. I mean, you hoped, obviously, but it's just, I'm sure people came out, especially like it's in Hamlin, and well, I know like from my friend Oz, who grew up in Brockport, he said when they would have concerts or anything there, everybody goes, because that small town thing, but say you live like a little far like in Greece or somewhere, or Pittsford, and you were going to go, and then you saw, are they yeah, even going to have this? Yeah, and then it pisses down rain for
0: most of the day, you're not going to go, but, you know, if you're in Hamlin, but Hamlin's not that and big And not town. only,
1: speaking of Hamlin, though, one of the more interesting characters we met there was Mr. Hammy, a true gentleman. Oh, Hammy the Clown. Clown, actor, pork man, ghost hunter. That was actually, too, my friend Pauline, I got a picture, she wrote back to me, she said, Hammy looks like a true gentleman with his pig nose and his serial killer stuff. He does. And then we talked to uh, another guy, Rob. Yeah.
0: Of the uh, the film
1: directing world. And the Dungarees. So oh, we actually yes. You had the encounter with the Dungarees recently.
0: I did. Because the, uh, the lead singer, was it uh,
1: Billy? Yeah. He owns a vacuum repair Forgive shop. Forgive us with names. We're horrified. Yeah.
0: No, he owns a vacuum repair shop. And one of the best buttons
1: am. I've ever seen with a Nasty Leprechaun. I bought the button. If you go down to the vacuum center, you can get a button and a CD. And Zach helped judge like so he didn't was sort of involved in the costume contest. I wrote shit still. down. So he helped because none ah, of those because the clown conned. Yeah, and I like how plus he's we sort it of kept him away, sort of from murdering any of the kids, I suppose, or anything. No, uh, wasn't the kids, but the see adults. the thing was, you ever notice, like okay, like actually speaking of that, you go back now, there he is looking terrifying. None of the kids were afraid of no, him. The, the kids were, were sort of like, yeah, oh, the this kids sort
0: of. You see the pictures; the kids were lo- were loving it.
1: But speaking of chaos, watch how I do this. Oh, boy. Where did we go? We had Chaos by Design Studios in the Hungerford, which we were there for the holidays. Ah,
0: for First Friday. I remember that. My that good was...
1: friend, Christy, Olivia, when Raven, you... who I actually was out with recently, who no-showed because she was yeah, Raven. she
0: Yeah, she no-showed the thing, so she's...
1: Actually, she told me the story. She said Christy told her about there was going to be this, and she's thinking... Uh, you know they're all basically shy. They look gothy, but they're all really shy, sort of. And she sort of thought, "I don't want to be honest." I don't know. Then she found out it was me, right? And they're a little different. Yeah. Well, there's. You Raven's never, awesome. Anyways, I love you, hon. You never
0: say never. There's always
1: a second time. And we for had everything. Olivia, who actually I spent New Year's Eve with them too over Alicia's. That was hey, another the that First been... person that drew, to greet me at the door was Olivia, and her and her creepy dolls. Hey, and now that we have a camera, we can talk to the coffin guys. Yeah, well, we can talk to the, go to the studio again too yeah. with the camera. But then how do we find this? We're talking to them, we're in the studio, we're interviewing people, we're trying to get out of there cuz the Hungerford gets nuts. Oh. Yeah. So we're doing this, then all of a sudden, how did you find the coffin guy looking for a bathroom? No,
0: I, it was when we first got there. I went out of the out of Chaos by Design, which is down in
1: the basement. I went oh, look. every first Friday, and I will plug on here, too. Chrissy's having a clothing drive in a couple weeks. I'll put it up on our oh, yeah, site we'll put if it up I didn't already. Site. If you bring, like, some used women's clothes, gently used, there's free drink specials, there's stuff to give away. It's a really good cause. Well, see, I think I'm just going to donate to it because the women's clothes I keep, I like to wear myself. So.
0: Well, you do look good in the I shirt. do want to
1: get cast design shirts. She's got shirts done?
0: Oh, I'm getting a shirt done. But in any event, I was walking down the hall, looking for a bathroom, and as most people do in a building they're not familiar with, when you walk by an open door, you look in, right? So I looked in, I'm looking at all the different studios, seeing what the people are doing, and I see a big, (coughs) pardon me, a big shop, open shop, and there was a coffin sitting there. And I was thinking, oh man, I wonder what they're going to be doing with that. Thought nothing of it. Went to the bathroom, went back to uh, Chaos by Design, and I mentioned it to you, and I think it was Christy said, oh yeah, they build those. And then the guy popped in, if you haven't heard it, it's one of our specials, uh, first Friday at the Hungerford, he's near the end of the
1: episode. We will get to him eventually. And they make
0: coffins and teach woodworking skills in the process. And, And I can't pardon you, I'm not president, but...
1: Yeah. So, but the other ones too, we did nice not say a V no, we said a V yes. We're one of the best I think, the best restaurant in Rochester. Yeah, and thank Janine. God Janina uh, came up with that title because that was one of the few times I was struck. And literally, with the title. I run into Ben at Wegman's late at night all the time. <sighs> literally, because he's done, he's done with his work, and he's out there, and he's always around. I
0: think, oh, we ended up at the, uh, the Bob shop. shop with uh, Tom down yes. in the basement slash green room. Yep. Did we go any? Oh, the um, uh, the play. Yes. I can't remember where the hell we went. We went to their play headquarters where they were rehearsing. Yeah, down in uh, somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But it was the
1: home base of what? uh, At Swim 2 Boys. Yeah, DVC slash... um, They they always have all these different, like whoever's producing it, there's more than one. Yeah,
0: and that was where I first met MJ and Mario, Yep, who now are part of the D&D family.
1: He avoided, yes, and the play was very good, actually, very long, very good.
0: I read the book, actually. Uh, The book was quite good at Swim Two Boys, and, you know, that was a... So basically what we're trying to do is
1: get you to go back and... Listen to some of our previous misadventures, and, and again, we always say spike interest. Like uh, in terms of when Caitlin was on, did you say like with your dad? Somebody listened to it and immediately googled their books. Yeah, it was my dad. Um,
0: because my dad is of the older generation, <laughs> or he wouldn't be my father. But not a comic fan, never really was, as far as I know. But he was listening to it, and at work, and my my, uh, you know, he told me that. He Googled her artwork and he was like, Oh, this is really good artwork. And that's how, you know, we discover things. And whenever there's a we have a, a band playing a song at the end with permission, but obviously some hosting agents don't give a rat's ass about whether or not we have permission to play a song. Only or Gothic
1: not. Toad will strike us down. We don't try. Oh, I'm not even gonna
0: attempt that one, but you know, he'll he'll say, Man, these guys are good. We've played you know, who are some of the great you know, some of the people that have given us permission to play their tracks. Let's see if we can't get a strike just from saying their name. Yeah. Uh, well, Anonymous Willpower, Susie and Don, they gave us permission. The Tombstone Hands not that long yes. ago.
1: Tom, that was a riot interview. That was, we have to have Dennis Jones on sometime now. <laughs> Tommy, <laughs> and,
0: Tommy and all of his many... And to the, what, Straight Johnny and the Gash Goblins. Brian. and we've had the two live shows, too. We've had the Moondogs. The Moondogs, and the one that just uh, went up recently was uh, the Brian Lindsay Band. Yep. That was interesting. That was good. I'm and sure. we
1: had the thing for the Rochester Music Hall Rochester Music Rochester Hall fame, Music Which, now I'm going to say it right, but yeah. see, again, we don't cut this and re-edit it or anything. For How the, do you know? For the most part, you never know. I tell it to, uh, you know, Javier, the editor, fix yeah. it and post. Yeah, Meg Williams, who hopefully—Meg now lives in Nashville. Hopefully we can she's get her on. But she said, like, she's going to visit family. Maybe she'll come on and play live.
0: Uh, who the hell else? We? Maybird,
1: of course. Maybird. We, pl- did we we played one of their songs. Yeah, we played Maybird, and Sam and I have been talking. They really want to be on, but they are so enormously that's the thing. busy. Well,
0: that's the thing. When you're it's that, just that like busy— Just like Michaela Davis. Exactly. I mean, we played Michaela Davis. She's been wanting to be on
1: more than once, but then she has— and know, she's in Europe right now. That's the thing. She has this whole international
0: touring schedule. So, and I know some people, I'll bet you there's some other podcasts that would, oh, you keep blowing us off, you know? It's like, um, well, but when you oh, have- I heard
1: from Mikhail all the time that I'm When you have When
0: you have talent like that, who's doing you a favor by giving us, you know, 40 minutes to an hour of their li- of their incredibly busy lives, you, you know, you're thankful. You just kind of sit there and wait.
1: Yeah. And some people are busy <laughs> like that because yeah. they are very, like, Sam Snyder, God, why am I? <laughs> he, he mentioned, like, he produces, does a solo act, his Maybird, hey. and does everything else, so it's kind of hard to come in. And sometimes, like, literally, the one time he wanted to come in for a Beatles show with Caitlin, he ended up spontaneously, they had a benefit show that night and he had a practice, so did Michaela.
0: Yeah, so it happens,
1: but looking back, now looking forward, more to come. Too bad we missed Dick destroyed Bear because he died. Uh dude.
0: that was another wrestler I, I was fortunate enough to meet.
1: And we've also been just babbling random stuff like the title because we Meh. had a couple miss but we must add another one too. What other podcast travels in time after meeting Santa Claus? That's true. We did uh We met Sa- well, I met Santa Claus. You I met Santa you I, I wasn't there. What are you a claustrophobe? Oh really? Well wow. you weren't around, you were gone. You was like someone you left me with that guy. That one hurt, though. And then it freaked people out how we actually literally had a time travel back. We had Marissa on and Susie about Doctor Who, because luckily we ran into the TARDIS to come back so we could do the shows for the holidays. Yes. A lot of people don't believe that really happened, but it did. This it's on the internet. It's on the it's internet. True. How could it not be true?
0: Plus, we had the Easter Bunny giving us stuff. Santa's, Santa's sack we got to play with.
1: And the Easter Bunny. And the Easter basket of doom. So, imaginary creatures like us. Who says they're imaginary? Yeah, we've seen them. Have you ever seen
0: a million dollars? Just Just because you've seen it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Ah. Huh? True enough. That's the old thing. It's like, oh, you look like a million dollars, green
1: and wrinkly. True enough. <clears throat> I used to think when I was a kid, unfortunately, I had this fantasy they had money trees. You could just get one, they would grow one. Well, technically they, they
0: do because money is still printed on some sort of paper product. Yeah.
1: Not sure what. So hopefully, like, people who've listened, because actually I've talked to friends of mine who do these, and they say it's really hard to gauge how many people you have out there. It is. Because there's so many different ways you can listen to it. And unfortunately, or fortunately, expect, like, our D&D thing, there will be a sequel well, it's not just going to be D&D. And here we are. I say sometimes we're like a gateway drug for some things, and I mean that in a good way where, say, you hear a band, you pick up the band, you go see the band, get the CDs. But Tommy, I was out with Tommy recently, and he's playing D&D now. <laughs> and maybe some people saw that and said, wow, they, they're kind of weird with the bunny ears and stuff. But I might like to try Thought that. I they were elf ears. Yeah. You just admitted they were bunny ears. Well, elves and bunnies are related. Oh, yeah, I forgot
0: Elves just evolved not to have the tail. Yeah, that's all. Because rabbits were there first.
1: Yes. Look it up. Google it. Yes. (laughs) But maybe you want to play that, or it's like, we always hope we bring in a topic. Like, we talk gaming with Tommy. We talk other stuff. We want people to listen. Maybe you come out and you say, and
0: And here's another thing. Like, even if you do it just to spite us by proving us wrong, like, okay, you're still learning something. Yes, you might learn something.
1: Yeah, we need to start uh, putting up a warning before these caution, you might learn something. Or it's a topic maybe you didn't think that's one thing I'll go back to one of my other mentors in school with Biskowski, Dr. Bain, and I always said his thing was whenever he taught a class, like he talked taught, taught urban politics, and Biskowski used to make fun of him and say, You want to take my class and learn something interesting? You wanna hear about was his... it Dr. Bain? Was yes. he in the darkness? No. He spelled it differently, thankfully. But what he did was he made stuff interesting. Dr. Biskowski would rag, oh, you're going to take urban populism from the 19th century? You want to hear the history of sewer systems in Amherst? That's how Biskowski, they were good bells who would rag on each other. Oh, yeah, I mean. But literally, he would make his classes interesting. And that's what we try to do. And that's another thing. Sometimes it could be something
0: you have literally no interest in or even knowledge of. But if it's presented in a meaningful and. The obscure inter- sports
1: teams. Yeah. In a meaningful and entertaining way. Our Halloween specials. Halloween
0: or... specials. um,
1: Christ. Yeah. Just sitting there because we had no plan and we're and just we like. We hey. in random. I mean, unfortunately, Caitlin won't be with us for a while, but we grab, we have our region now. We also, Patrick loves doing it. I think he's very good at it. Yeah. Pat will be back because he likes it. And he is a font of information. And he's much freer after this month, and he's got some movies he can complain about. He's already going on about that new Joker movie how bad it's going to be.
0: Oh yeah, by the way, that's a that's a series that we haven't yet aired. There's one in the can. I'm not going to tell you the name of it, but rest assured, it is us and Pat. And I believe it ended with Pat looking at me and saying, "Oh Jesus Christ." Yeah. If I if I can recall correctly, so that'll that's what we call in the business a teaser. Yes. <laughs>
1: Did and you like knows? how went
0: deep like that, old-time radio? No, who knows? Even
1: on our page, we don't know if we'll listen to you or not. But one of the things... No, we'll I, ever, I read everything no, that but people we'll post. We'll I, read unfortunately, everything. it's not much right now, but we need more people to do it. But recently, you know, people like the stuff and everything. Know, but one of the things, if you ever have any topic you'd like to hear, mention it. We'll see what we can do. Yeah. We'll see how we can butcher it. What 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 is meaningful to you that we can ruin? And forthcoming, Shirts yep yep now the great ellison cote if you've seen the design it's fantastic yeah it's our new logo on the page and it's really everybody loves it i think it's cool because it's that old-timey and i just told Allison to run with it. you don't tell
0: Allison what to draw well that's the thing you don't tell an artist of her caliber what to do and you we'll give have, her an
1: idea and we'll have caitlin doing the variant i hate to think imagine what that's going to be it'll be sort of scary or not no i doubt it'll be scary i think it'll be fantastic
0: And how many other podcasts can say they have stuff designed by award-winning
1: artists? Yes. Nah, I wouldn't wouldn't do, like, monkeys or anything. I like monkeys. I like monkeys, but... I wanted to get a Harmonica Winsky shirt because they got a crab on them and crabs are cool. That's funny. Yes. So. You know what? I think it's been... So this is sort of an anniversary show even though we really didn't talk about. it. No, (laughs) I mean, anniversary
0: (laughs) just being that we've been here for a year... People are still listening to us. More people are still listening to us. And we're, you know, we're just going day by day and seeing what happens, seeing what we can come up with. And it's giving me, personally, an opportunity to learn new shit. All these new musicians and people I'm meeting, because I don't go out and meet people. I can't be bothered. But sometimes when I go out, like the experience (laughs) is out, I wonder why I bother. Yeah. Yeah. But it it has helped people. I know MJ said that people were mentioning at the the Janine
1: said the thing, too, about people were coming in. Yeah.
0: So maybe we are making a little difference. Let's get modeling for a minute.
1: That's enough. Yeah, well, the one thing, too, is I want to always give the guarantee that people, like, things we have on, the guests are going to be good. And when we recommend something, it's just it's good. That's the thing. I recommend stuff because I actually enjoyed it. Yeah.
0: You know, I'm not going to sit here and, like, Oh, well, you should go see this because it's popular. No, what if I don't like it?
1: Unless somebody gives us like a million dollars to do things. I will whore myself out in a minute for,
0: if you start putting two commas in what I'm, hell, even one comma at this point, you put in one comma in the amount of money that I will be getting to do something, I will whore myself out. Snap like that. (laughs) And on that positive note, thinking about me, those of you that know me or have seen me,
1: (laughs) try to sleep tonight. And here I have something, too. We always end with songs and stuff. Oh, yeah, always. what are we ending with? Actually, my stuff. friends, the demos. Kayla Moore, Jason Mil- Wilton. They just put out a new album. And actually, I didn't realize when doing this, I was going to play this song, If You Only Knew, which is the uh, nice little lemon, isn't it? That is a nice lemon. I don't know if you like cage. that better. If, ah. you, if you like the cover better, or you like this one. There's Kayla, Jason. I mean, see what the... that's. It's one of our favorite animals there with them. Oh, the old pink flamingos? Yep. I like the lemon though. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, Kayla do that. See again, help yeah. the people. But uh, this is their new EP, and they're already working on something else. And they're another band, as I say, like with the Mighty High and Dry with Kyle. Oh, some other bands. Them? That they're good. That's all I could say. You can't really describe their music. Yeah, sure. and it always changes. But we're going to play the track. The title of the album is EP is "If You Only Knew," and that's what we're going to play. If you only knew. If you only knew we were doing this. If, if I only if knew we what the knew, hell what I was we up would to, be doing <gasps> but on that note, if we only
0: knew what the hell we were up to, it's been a hell of a year, been a hell of a run, <laughs> and yes, we will be back with more really
1: random shows on the roads. Fred and the Goose, Ragingomics, and some other surprises probably that I have in the works. Yeah, oh. yeah. Bauman
0: will continue to rage. And never the Twain show meet. Never Mark Twain shall meet. So, for the past year, I'm Zach. I'm sort of Rob. Well, you're usually Rob. And we will catch you later. Pretend I'm an actor What I'm after The line that's gonna win you heart.